0: Assalamu alaikum. We now have with us Suratul Al-Bayyinah or the Surah entitled The Clear Proof or The Obvious Proof. To give a background of the context of this Surah, many scholars have mentioned that this Surah is Madaniya, meaning it was revealed after the Prophet and his companions migrated to Medina um, in a place where they had their own state and they came into contact with more uh, people of other religions, so Jews and Christians in particular. So this surah primarily addresses Jews and Christians, people of uh, other scriptures who in their scriptures they saw that there were signs that a prophet is going to come, they were waiting for him. So Allah addresses them directly and asks them, why do you disbelieve when you know that the signs are there that this man is a prophet? Why do you still disagree? Why do you still disbelieve? Allah mentions in the beginning of this surah, لم الذين كفروا من أهل الكتاب والمشركين حتى تأتيهم البينة the disbelievers from ahlul kitab from from um, previous scriptures so jews and christians wal and the people of mecca people who worshipped idols primarily who worshipped idols both of these groups lam yakunu they are not going to separate from their faiths they are not going to separate or leave behind their religions hatta al until a clear proof comes to them what does that mean so um, in, in the context of this surah, the Jews and Christians would, when they would try and convert the Meccan idol worshippers to, to their religions, to Jew, Judaism and Christianity, the idolaters, the people who worshipped idols in Mecca would say, "Oh, we're waiting for a prophet to come to us. You know, Prophets have come to you, Jews and Christians, before and brought you scriptures, Moses and Jesus, but no prophet has been sent to the Arabs uh, since Abraham. So we're not going to convert until a prophet comes to us. So the mushrikeen, the idolaters, people worshipping idols, they were waiting for a prophet. The Jews and Christians in their scriptures had signs of a prophet, so they were waiting for him. So they were, both groups had one thing in common. They were not going to leave their faiths, their beliefs, their traditions. bayina Until a clear proof, an obvious, you know, blindingly obvious and, and truthful proof came to them a proof that they were, this was a new Messenger, this was a Prophet, this wasn't just any man they needed some clear proof and they were waiting and they, were, they knew he was coming um, and what was the clear proof that they were waiting for? Rasulun min a Messenger from Allah they were both waiting for a Messenger from Allah Yatlu صُحُفًا mutahara, reciting pure pages now one thing we know is that the Prophet wasallam could not read or write so he was not actually reciting from a book or from pages so why does Allah say pure pages? Allah here is referring to al-mahfūz, something we discussed in the previous surah which is that the, the Quran before it was sent down from the lowest heaven to us it was in a higher heaven, in the highest heavens it was, it was preserved on a, a, on, a, on a written document called al-mahfūz, the protected document or the protected preserved tablet so those are pure pages they're untainted, unchanged uh, you know, nobody is reinterpreting them. They are pure. And the Prophet although he can't, there's no pages in front of him, he's reciting from those pages. And this is a sign of his prophethood. How can a man who can't read or can't write, uh, you know, read an Arabic of such eloquence? It must be coming from some pages. But he hasn't got any pages with him. He hasn't studied. He hasn't travelled to learn. He's not a monk or a scholar. Uh, he was a trader. So where are these pages? They must be somewhere else. So Allah is referring to those pages. فِيهَا كُتُبٌ قيمة. And in those pages, in that لوح المحفوظ that pre- preserved tablets, there were other scriptures, other books that were sent down to prophets. Um, and here Allah is referring to the fact that the Jews and the Christians had their own scriptures as well before the Qur'an. Um, كُتُبٌ قَيِّمَةٌ قَيِّمَةٌ here means مُسْتَقِيمَةُ المَعْنَى or مُسْتَقِيمَةٌ meaning these books that, that were sent to, to the Jews and the Christians had straightforward meanings, clear meanings, beneficial meanings. And one of the things mentioned in their books was that a Prophet will come to them, that they were waiting for a Prophet to come. So Allah is saying to the Jews and Christians, you, none of, uh, and, and the idolaters, that you were all waiting for a Prophet. Here he is, and here is this Prophet reciting from pure pages, unchanged, untainted. And this is his, his praise and his honouring for the Qur'an. And this Quran comes with the same message that your scriptures came before. Fiha kutubun qayima. This preserved tablet, this place where the prophet is reciting from, is the same place where your books came from too. Kutubun qayima. Your straightforward and clearly, uh, you know, clearly worded texts that said that a prophet was coming. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions in the Quran, "كان الناس أمة فبعث الله النبيين مبشرين ومنذرين." Um, Allah mentions when He describes the previous scriptures, the Bible, um, or rather the Gospels, and, and the Injil, the Torah, the Injil or the Torah, the previous scriptures Allah sent to previous, um, with previous prophets, Allah says that people were one nation, they didn't have multiple religions. When Allah sent prophets to them, warning them and giving them good news, um, and Allah sent with those Prophets books, scriptures, and in those scriptures was the truth, and they would use those scriptures, those books to judge between people right and wrong, good and bad, in whatever they disagreed upon. So Allah here when He says "kutubun qayyima," you know straightforward, clear books, He's referring to the previous books that were sent to them. So He's saying that this Prophet, he's reciting something, he's reading something. He seems to be reading from some paper, but there's no paper in front of him. And what he's reading is related to what you people already know in your previous scriptures. Allah then goes on to describe the reason why the people of previous scriptures, the Jews and Christians, even though they were waiting for Muhammad and they know he's a truthful prophet, they will still not believe in him. Why is that? What are the reasons for disbelief? Allah then goes on to explain. In the next part of this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala focuses His attention and His speech on the Jews and Christians. So, initially in the surah, Allah mentioned two groups the Jews and Christians and the people of Mecca, the people worshipping idols. Now, Allah focuses on one group, the Jews and Christians. And Allah answers the question if they were waiting for a prophet and they had signs of this prophet, why did they disbelieve? Allah says, وَمَا تَفَرَّقَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ that even before when these people of these scriptures Jews and Christians when the clear proofs came to them before when their ayat and their books and, and their clear evidences came to them even before they split into various groups some of them agreed some of them disagreed they had disagreements within themselves they had internal disputes they had tafarruq. Allah uses the word tafarroq which means to divide and to split up so Allah says here that the people of the Book, the people of previous scriptures, people of other religions who Allah sent them Prophets to. Even before Prophet Muhammad came, they split into so many groups when clear proofs came to them. They could not agree on one thing. They had so many internal divisions. Unfortunately, us as Muslims, we are similar today. We have so many internal divisions, different groups. We disagree with with each other on so many fundamental matters. There's a, a huge lack of unity between us. And this is how Allah describes the people of previous scriptures again he uses the word بينا, you know, um, the, when clear proofs came to them in the past but this is a different Allah is not here referring to the Prophet ﷺ as a clear proof to them Allah here, here is referring to previous scriptures and previous clear proofs to them and the result that they had was they divided with each other and then in the next ayah, Allah appeals to them by saying that this Prophet Muhammad he has not brought you a new message, some you know, complicated religion, something you are uh, foreign to. He's brought you teachings which you are already familiar with, that you already know, that are already in your scriptures. Allah says, وَمَا أمروا. They were the only thing they were told to do, even in their own previous scriptures. إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ له الدين. They were only told to do one thing. To worship Allah with sincerity. مخلصين له الدين. Sincerity meaning with a pure intention only to worship Him. To not make anything equal to Him. No son of God, no mother of God, no wife of God, nothing. No idols, no intermediate between you and God. Just worshiping God alone. حُنَفَاء. in the Arabic language means المَيْلُ عَنْ غَيْرِهِ to to turn only towards Allah and to turn away from everything else. So this is Allah is emphasizing this idea of ikhlas of turning only to Allah, worshiping only Him. And how do you do that? Allah then details to establish Salah. and to give zakah. دين القيمة. That is the, the religion, the straightforward religion. That is the clear religion that Allah has revealed Muhammad with, it's not a complicated religion, the basics are so simple. And not just that, you've already been told about this in the past, your books have the same commandments, the same ideals, the same values, the same, uh, you know, having salah and having a sadaqah, charity, zakah, you have similar, there's so much similarity. Why do you think he's strange? Why do you deny? Why do you reject his Prophet? Then Allah ﷻ, in the last portion of this surah, He then gives them a threat and a consequence. After reasoning with them, explaining to them, and describing to us why they disbelieved and that they had so many internal disputes even before in the past due to their own sicknesses and diseases in their own hearts, Allah then finally concludes by telling them you know, the consequences if you don't accept this Prophet and this message. Allah then in the end of this surah, He pulls everything together and mentions the consequences, the results of accepting this message, accepting this Prophet, or rejecting it. With no proper excuse. Allah says, He says, Those that disbelieve. And now, when Allah was previously talking so, specifically to people of previous scriptures, Allah now brings both groups together. Whether you're people of previous scriptures, Jews and Christians, or your idolaters, your people worshipping idols in Mecca, all of you, whoever disbelieves, from both groups, they are the worst of creation. They are the most evil form of creation. Because you may do as many good things as you want, but to reject the, the reason Allah created you, the purpose of your life, reduces, reduces a person to that level. Um, and this, this is Allah's speech to them. Allah then turns around, turns rather, and he mentions the consequence of believing in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and acting upon that belief. He says, "Inna Ladina amanu, Those who believe. Wa'amilu and who do good deeds. ulaika hum khairul badiya. They are the best of creation. The, the best of creation in that they answered the message and they, they looked at the proofs, the rational and the logical proofs, the, the evidences that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam brought and they submitted to it, they accepted it then Allah mentions the reward in detail جزاؤهم عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ their reward with Allah is jannatu Adinim? is is gardens which are which are always standing which are always there tajri min tahtiha al beneath which rivers flow khalidina fiha abada they will stay there forever contrast this with when Allah talks about the punishment of the disbelievers Allah says khalidina fiha they will stay there forever but Allah here says they will stay there forever. And he says it again, forever. They will stay there endlessly forever. He emphasizes it. Anhum Allah is pleased with them because they responded to His message. And they are happy and content with the reward Allah gave them. Khashiya That reward that Allah has promised is for somebody who has khashiyah of of his master, of his lord. What is khashiyah? It's not fear, and that is translated as fear. It's khawf maqroon ilm. It's a fear due to knowledge. It's a fear because you know somebody, you know their abilities. It's the difference between being scared of something because it's just fearsome and having awe of something because you know, uh, you know, for example, if someone stands in court in front of a judge, they're shaking in their boots because they know the power and the ability of this judge to put them in jail forever. They know who he is and so they're, they're standing in awe of him. It's a fear that leads to action. It's a fear that, that's moved by knowing who this person is or moving, knowing who this one is. So that khashiyah, whoever has that khashiyah and acts upon that khashiyah, that fear and that knowledge of Allah, they will have that reward in the afterlife.